0: The places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bush Beat on Radio Tab.
1: Factory Warrior, he poked his nose in front of best offer and he got away, he's two in front, Factory Warrior Hail Manhattan, he goes to second he's chasing hard, then came Genobi, they're on the swing, the big grey, he sets off for the judge with a break of a length, Factory Warrior just in front, Hail Manhattan he's chasing hard the outside then Genobi further back in the field then we've got Buster Block, Hail Manhattan went to Factory Warrior Hail Manhattan shot away from Factory Warrior, then came Buster Block, it's Hale Manhattan in front. He'll win, he'll defeat Buster Block. Factory Warrior third, Bering C4, Kenobi Cinnamon Missile, a long way back. Best offer, Artist
2: Hale Manhattan for Ryan Wiggins and Peter and Will Holbert taking out last weekend's CEQ Group Mackay Cup. On a Saturday afternoon at the Gardens at Mackay's, we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country racing news, along with some news out of the provincials through the week, as we like to touch on. We're also going to talk about the Bundaberg Cup win for Wrecking Ball. Big day out for the girls at both Longreach and uh, also the uh, the other track they rode the card out on the weekend, which was Bundaberg. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about the Ingham Gold Cup win for uh, Pota Watomi. Catch up with all of the news out of the Roma, Julia Creek and Moorambah races from the weekend and a look ahead at the week coming up. So lots of news to get through on the show this week here on Bushbeat. As always, helping us out with that news is Rob Lark. Good morning, Rob. Good
0: morning, Tony. Good morning to our listeners. Uh, How are you today, Tony? Well, thank you, sir. Yourself? Oh, looking good out here in Longreach. A little bit chilly, but uh, great racing is hotting up all up the provincial coast, as we've heard, with the Mackay Carnival uh, now coming to a close. And congratulations, Peter and Will Holbert, of course, had the race magazine open on the front page. Criminal Defence, their big win they had with Criminal Defence during the Brisbane Carnival, and now taking the Mackay Cup, the CEQ Group Mackay Cup. And, Tony, when you were watching the race, Hail Manhattan was travelling beautifully for Ryan Wiggins coming into the turn, and you sort of thought... This horse is going to be right in the finish. Uh, Buster Block coming home strongly and Factory Warrior after hitting the lead for Nathan Day, battling on nicely there. But uh, boy, oh boy, that was a strong win for Hale Manhattan, Tony. Certainly was. And uh, Ryan
2: Wiggins, the winning jockey there, that was part of a winning treble for him on the day. Bubba Tilly with a riding double at the Mackay program there. And now the... uh 2021 Tab Northern Winter Racing Carnival heads further north. Townsville is the next stop off. It's Lightning Day coming up on Friday, August 6. Townsville Cup Day Friday, August 7. After that, off to Cairns. The Cairns Jockey Club doubleheader is Saturday, August 21 for Newmarket Day, August 28 for Cairns Cup Day. And then the Far North Queensland Amateur Turf Club, the Cairns Amateurs with uh, their big uh, double-header Friday, September 10 and Cup Day on Saturday, September 11 as we roll through the Winter Racing Carnival chasing the sun up the coast.
0: Yeah, and I must congratulate our young apprentice from the Central West, Alicia Ross, riding for Nick Walsh. In fact, she had six uh, rides out of the eight races, and that's a big achievement, a young apprentice. Uh, Of course, Alicia leading the uh, country premiership, jockey's premiership uh, title, as well as the Central West premiership and the Longreach uh, Jockey Club title at the moment. But uh, she went up there for Nick Walsh and had a good win on Princess Rules and had to ride it extremely well and hard through the line to get up and beat the Egyptian and Boss. Baby, so uh well done, alicia i'm sure uh, there's going to be more treks into the provincial areas coming up, and as you mentioned uh Ryan Wiggins really on fire with his riding with the win on he's a wow well class, and of course uh the Ricky Vale train Namatsu and the Cup on Hail Manhattan and Bubba Tilly, well he continues to produce the goods with his wins on Captain Fox and Spindle but uh, that carnival comes to the close as you said and we move up the coastline we'll be reporting on uh, those Townsville results next week Tony.
2: Yeah and that will all sort of kick off for them, they'll get a bit of a pipe opener with that but the Townsville Turf Club Ladies Race Day coming up this Saturday 31st of July, it's Ladies Bracelet Day, quick look at the calendar as we come to the end of the current racing season following on from the Gatton Tab Program today. Cans of a tab card on Thursday, Townsville on Saturday. Also on Saturday, it's Caulfield Cup Day. That's C-O-R Fields, <laughs> the real Corfield uh, for the Caulfield Amateurs. Windia Racing as are uh, the uh, replacement meeting for the South Burnett Race Club at Wanda. It's Great Western Sprint Day at Tambo. Middlemount Cup Day, and that meeting will also feature the Graham Acton Memorial. And one I just wanted to uh, give a little mention to, the uh, first meeting of the new season, I guess you could say, in some of these country tracks. is going to be Warwick Turf Club Racing next Monday the 2nd. And, Rob, that brings us to a, uh, a quick peek at the uh, the current Premiership before we get towards the end of the week and the last meeting of the season, I think we can just about declare the uh, the country premiers for season 2020 and 2021. Alicia Ross on 45 wins ahead of Anna Bakos on 39 for the jockey's title and Tanya Parry now with 49 and a half and a half.
0: So I think that makes 50 when you've got two dead heats. I was going to say the same thing.
2: <laughs> Does that how, make 50? That's how they're treating Blake McDougall and uh, Chris Parnham in the overall title for the Australian Jockeys title at the moment. Uh, Blake had two double heats, so that counts as one yep. win. So I think we can say that Tanya cracked the uh, the half-ton on the weekend with forty nine and a half and a half. Uh, adds up to 50, ahead of Billy Johnson's 35, Todd Austin on 32, and rounding out the top five, David Rewald on 25, and in joint fifth spot, John Manselman and
0: Craig Smith, 23 apiece. I was getting ahead of myself. I've already jumped into August thinking that was next week, but we've got that meeting to go. And, uh, yeah, Tanya Parry, as we'll hear in the report from Julia Creek, virtually dominating and almost uh, training the whole program up there. And Alicia Ross, there was a nice little battle going on. It's it's good to see in the jockey's premiership, Tony, that um, these young apprentices have really stormed to the front. But Dan Ballard sits there on 35, and he has been the benchmark for several seasons. Continuing to ride well, of course, with the uh, 29% uh, strike rate. But um, Alicia Ross also at 25%. And, uh, Anna Bacos at 23 And uh, uh, Angela Jones, who's really hit the provincial circuit with a storm on a 30% strike rate. So congratulations to all those uh, apprentices. But Dan, that benchmark, uh, they had to they had to get on top of him at some stage, but he's still uh, fighting hard in there, Tony. Looking back at the weekend, it was win number 44 for one of the grand campaigners of the country
2: tracks around Queensland.
0: Fabs Cowboy with this lightweight opens up at the top of the straight and the Cowboy goes to a clear lead. Down the outside comes Hazard, Metzen joining in down the centre of the track. Fax Cowboy, she's going hands and heels past the 200 metres mark and has got a two length lead. Hazar battling away, I want to be a jeep. Metzen only plugging at this stage. He's going to break it as he had long reach. Fax Cowboy, she gives him one. The champ goes on for another winning career. Fax Cowboy, two lengths on. Metzen getting home. Hazar a good run. Then we go back in the field to making up some ground there. Rob, many of
2: our lasses have been successful on the Cowboy and uh, we can add another name to that list now, 4kg claimer Olivia Kendall. And uh, Fab's Cowboy wouldn't have known himself only having to carry 57.5 to take out the Clear Mountain start open plate there at Longreach on the weekend.
0: Yeah, we all look at ourselves after the race and say, $3? What, aren't we being silly? He gets in with 57.5. I suppose it was just a query that he'd had the two runs prior at Longreach, and it was one of the tracks that he hadn't been able to crack the win on, even though he was a close second in one of his races. But he brings up his 16th track that he's actually uh, won in. In fact, um, the only zone he hasn't competed in, Tony, is the northwest, and I do believe he'll be going to their Mailman Express race day. Mount Isa coming up in August so that's the only zone he hasn't competed in and the only two zones that he hasn't won in are the far north and the northwest what a marvelous career 44 wins 25 placings out of 110. Now, my information about him, he's staring down the barrel of the Australian record for the most number of wins of a thoroughbred. Now, Paul Curran, part owner Paul Curran, who was strapping on the weekend, uh, he's provided me that information and uh, through racing.com also, they list all the horses with their wins and, and this walk cool has a record of 51 wins, 23 seconds, 23 thirds from 133 starts, 38%. Strike rate, Fabs Cowboy, 44 wins, 19 seconds, 6 thirds, 110 starts, 40%. There might be some confusion. Some people have got other names out there, but uh, I'm going to have to get in contact with Mark Oberard, I think, now, Tony, to really track down if what cool is the horse that has the most number of wins for a thoroughbred in Australia. But Fabs Cowboy, he's uh, Paul's very keen to see if he can crack that goal and get him, but I get the result. But Olivia Kendall rode this horse perfectly and it was a double for Billy Johnson and Olivia Kendall uh, on the day. Her first visit to Longreach rode him perfectly and and for once, Fabs just pinged the barrier. He was keen to go. She was able to dictate in the lead even though she had a little bit of an annoyance from heroism. She kicked clear in the straight and he broke his duck at Longreach with a convincing win over Metzen and Huzzah. Um, And she is the 12th Apprentice, to ride Fabs Cowboy to a win, and particularly the female apprentices seem to have the best results on uh, Fabs Cowboy, Tony, and she joins that band of apprentices to enjoy the winning ride on a bush champion. He's been a
2: great uh, campaigner for everyone involved, for uh, the Billy Johnson stable, all of the owners, and, yes, many, many apprentices who have uh, had, uh, I imagine, a huge career highlight uh, riding Fabs Cowboy, and Olivia can uh, very proudly add her name to the list as well.
0: Yeah, and she and she rode another really good race on American Genius for Billy Johnson, and and you must commend Billy and the team for their work with Fab's Cowboy. I mean, he's been uh, for the last couple of seasons our a premier country trainer, but uh, he the team is going extremely well. And American Genius came off a big run at Mackay on the uh, Newmarket day on the Friday. And went out as a $3 favourite. And Olivia Candle again was able to position this horse just off the pace, kick on the turn, get the gap and got home over the launcher and Kelmar with Doom also close up in fourth. But, uh, this All-American, uh, striking form at a good time is at eight wins from 54 starts. So the combination of Olivia Candle and uh, Billy Johnson, we'll hear when we get to Mirambar that raced on the Sunday, but it was the ladies day out. As you said in the pre- in the preliminary, Ladies Day out at Longreach and uh, Bundaberg on the weekend. Emma Bell kicked it off with Todd Austin with a newcomer to the stable and colour chart, a master of design that was first up since May after racing in uh, New South Wales country areas. Defeated Mashani Ghost and improving in the maiden plate. We've mentioned Olivia getting two of the wins. Uh, Brooke Richard, Richardson was not to be outdone. She also had a double on the day, and both of them came for trainer David Rewald. Surprise selections at the big odds of thirteen dollars, uh, taking out the benchmark forty-five over the twelve hundred meters, defeated the stablemate a Rewald Quinella Nixie Boy and Portobello into third, and David uh, riding Nixie Boy. And I commented to him, David, whenever you've got the uh, the female apprentices on. Or the female jockeys on—they seem to be kicking home the uh, the wins—and you seem to be uh, coming in behind them. I think it's a system he'll stick to. He he did it again with Bris Vegas in the zero to fifty-five handicap when Bris Vegas got up at decent odds. Brooke Richardson led all the way, defeated Cheeky Chops for Rod Little, and froze for Billy Johnson and Olivia Candle. And then Anna Bakers, who had been making that challenge against Alicia Ross in the Jockeys' Country Premiership, she booted home a winner in the last on Burden. Now, Hare is a horse that is really coming of age. The previous week at Blackall, over the 1,400, never never won or placed in two attempts prior at 1,400, goes to Blackall, sits just off the pace and sprints and gets home, steps out to a 1,600-metre race in the Class 6, never, be even, never even raced over 1,600 before, seen more as a sprinter in the past. But Clinton Austin may have discovered a uh, an up-and-coming possible cup horse down the track, I think, because Anna Bacos was getting trap-wide. She let it slide back through the field, went to the rails, and uh, waited till in the straight. Tower Road had moved up menacingly and looked like it was going to get a win, the Zavabile. Uh, gelding but Burden just sprinted along that rails he's one of those horses that when you get over these distances he's still got that quick sprint at the end as well as being able to travel comfortably during the run he's a real uh, a real revelation in the last couple of runs Burden and it was a good win over Tower Road and Ferry Me Home and that wrapped the day up for the ladies uh, riding the complete program of course Tony it's not the first time and it won't be the last time I think we'd almost be we'll start thinking it's up near double-digit figures the number of times it's happened. Oh, for for sure and certain. I mean, it
2: happened twice just last Saturday and we'll hear about how it happened at Bundaberg on the weekend when we check in with Jared Wessel with a a wrap-up of what happened on the sand there at uh, Bundaberg Cup Day. But, uh, yes, I
0: think it's going to start becoming the norm more so than the novelty. And there's plenty of more cups to uh, report on. Uh, And one of the uh, cups that were celebrated on the weekend was the Ingham Celebrations Ingham Gold Cup. It was a benchmark 60 handicap over the 2,000
1: metres. Coming to the home corner, I think Witterick might be a spent force. Going up to the lead, Fiorelli. Witterick on the inside now. Potawatomi's at the front. Potawatomi in the centre of the track. Here's City Spart. City Spart starting a launch. Potawatomi in front. City Spart trying hard. Potawatomi's still in front. City Spart trying, but Potawatomi's going to win the Cup. Potawatomi wins the Ingham Cup and third city spot, then Witterick and a gap in the field to revelate the last one home.
2: Ottawa Tommy for Wanderson de Villa and Tony Comerford taking
0: out the Ingham Gold Cup on Saturday. Rob? Yeah, and coming off a unplaced Hewenden run... Um... At the previous start, but prior to that, had won at Home Hill, his six-year-old gelding by Trusting, now win number five out of 32, and obviously enjoyed that uh, 2,000 metres. Potawatomi uh, defeating Fear Rally and uh, City Smart and those uh, cups will continue to flow for Go forward now uh, in the country provincial areas up the far north. As we mentioned earlier, we head off to Townsville in August. But uh, Wanderson de Villa uh, kicking home the final event on the program because the program started in a similar way up there with the uh, female jockeys, the ladies, getting the first two winners, and Janelle Ryan took the cutest money with Marcy Magic, a three-year-old filly by Glorious George that I haven't heard of. Uh, this stallion, he's, uh, this filly's produced its first win in five runs, its its third run for the stable, and it got up and convincingly defeated Heroes Choice and Emma Rocket. Then Emily Cass stepped up on the podium and got the win for Ricky Gudge with Keely Sun. It's been in the money three of its last four, and there's another Manhattan rain, just like the Mackay Cup winner, um, defeating Lashan and Diamond Country in the benchmark 65, and more in form, uh, or Oak Park form, but based out in the northwest. west Roy's bought in Devil's Number. A Love's Conquers All. Now, Love's Conquers All had plenty of winners across the country on the weekend, and particularly in country Queensland. Uh, Devil's Number getting up over Cat in the Rain and Bold Zipper to come off a third at Oak Park two runs back, and I'm pretty sure it might even... Been to uh, Hewen and this one, but Sean Roy's coming in from the northwest, getting a good run, a good win there. An hero for Bob McGuire and Scott Giddos. Scotty Giddos now claiming three, got the win on the Cap Hero. It had come off Townsville form, so it was strong in the market at three twenty over tempo. And Nature Deal and as we mentioned, Wanderson de Villa and Potawatomi, they took out the uh, the cup on the program there at. Uh, At Ingham, And uh, it was just one of those many featured races that we uh, are focusing on this morning, Tony.
2: Another of those came out of the Roma Turf Club program on the weekend. On the point of the corner, VJ Day heads them up for home. He's about two or three in front of Beware, running on down the outside and then reach for heaven. VJ Day in front. There's not a lot of petrol in the tank. Hanging on and VJ Day just wins. Beats Beware, a good gap back to reach for heaven, serve. Marmaris and il bandita it was the forex gold open handicap over a thousand meters rob vj day continuing on that's four wins in a row now for the pat webster train galloper and gary gieran part of a winning double for him on the weekend
0: yeah and vj day interestingly at his previous two starts at roma guess who came second to him and it was fabs cowboy and uh, look he is a horse really on the way up vj day i'm not sure where what Pat Webster's goals are, but he's certainly meeting all those qualifications with non-TAB runs. If you're talking stampedes or next year's uh, Battle of the Bush, he's really a revelation in the area. And Gary Gearin getting him up over Beware and reach for heaven. And uh, Pat Webster's uh, got an exciting galloper here in this six-year-old by Warfront now with eight wins from 34. And uh, as you said, uh, Gary Gearin he also got the uh, cutest money for Mark Curry on Shotgun Sunny, a tycoon ruler. A four-year-old that had two wins from 12 starts, defeated Buddy Ollie and uh, Gecko on the day. But uh, race one on the program, Tony, you look at that and at the helm. Wayne Baker, it's uh, the, the helmet five-year-old. He's um, an ex-Daryl Hansen horse having his second run from the stable. But a new lady jockey there, Miss Joanna McGrath. This is the, uh, the dream result, isn't it? First ride in a race first win congratulations joanna mcgrath i don't know tony who she's um apprentice to but what an exciting day for her because she uh, had the one win and three seconds uh, out of about i think she had only the five rides but another exciting four kilo addition to our apprenticeship ranks
2: uh says uh, apprentice permits
0: are in the list in the uh, racing queensland magazine with uh, jason edwards Jason Edwards, well, I think we're going to hear more of this young lady as well, because she got home with at the helm, ride number one by three lengths over Hangry and Camarosa for the uh, Craig Smith's team that was ridden by Zach Spree. Now here's another new name, he's a four kilo apprentice uh jockey and he rode a double in fact it was for she's home for craig smith the eurozone three roll filly had good runs at rocky at its last two and i actually watched the replay of this one and it was sitting three or four lengths off him but uh went away in the at the top of the straight and won by almost five over to go boom and minty boy and then he combined also now here's the other galloper i wanted to feature out of this ramer meeting hot for craig smith um Zach Spree riding this one uh, home. It was his third win of his career that made it for Zach, that particular win. Now, Hock has won his last three all at Roma. This is a horse I mentioned a week or so ago. Had his uh, run out here at Bar Calden, and since that point, he got a placing at Emerald. He's gone on and really developing a career, this unencumbered five-year-old gelding. Six wins and seven minor placings from 32 starts. And uh, at the track, he's uh, four wins and three minor placings from eight so, Craig's got another good one in the stable there. It was too strong for Trumped Me and Rinviata into third place. So, a great result there for Zach Spree and um, Craig Smith, that double on the day. Gary Geeran getting the double on the day. And the other winner on the day, of course, this was another one of those meetings that Racing Queensland added an additional race to or put a race on. So, we had six races, and Ross Meek from Emerald with Benny Moffat got up with Done It Again. And Ben's got a good. Uh, uh, record on this galloper, this Dawn approach. It's two wins and two seconds from its last five. Defeated Difficult, one of Joanna McGrath's rides, and The Last Dragon. So a couple of new names coming out there Zach Spree, but particularly. A day that Joanna McGrath is going to remember her first ride in a race and a win to go with it. And credit where credit's due. Want to uh,
2: say thank you to Greater Western Queensland Racing's Facebook page to uh, for us to be able to access the Longreach replay this morning. And also on the bit, Racing Australia had their issues the uh, first week of the uh, live streaming. Uh, got better Saturday. Still some connectivity issues, but that's going to happen no matter where you go with connectivity. But it was great to be able to uh, catch up with some of those uh, race replays this morning to be able to uh, bring you some of that action out of Ingham and Aroma. and we'll do the same when we get to the Bundaberg uh, feature meeting there with Cup Day and uh, Jared Wessel joining us very soon. I know, Rob, that there's still uh, people that are trying to find the replays and I do believe that there is work behind the scenes at the moment that Racing Queensland will have a link on their website for you to be able to go and catch all of the replays of all of the non-TAB meetings that uh, on the Bit Racing Australia are trying to uh, get the live streaming for each and every Saturday. Uh, connectivity pending and all that sort of thing and also uh believe that there's uh, going to be an upgrade as uh, christy peters was telling us last week on the show they'll be upgrading their website so you'll be able to access it through there as well don't have all of the details as yet uh because that's all still in the pipeline working behind the scenes at the moment from what i understand
0: and i can confirm with you as you helped me out yesterday with a link to uh the youtube on the bit i mean it's easy to say it's there but you've got to be able to go on and uh And get it there, Tony, and get in there. But once it's there, you just click on videos and they're all sitting there. Mm. Um, We almost need a little list of instructions. Um, Hopefully it wouldn't take as long as what uh, needed for you to help me out (laughs) yesterday with uh, getting a few steps. But once we got through it, it looked pretty easy, didn't it? So uh, good to see those uh, replays are up there.
2: And uh, one other thing you might find, folks, I saw a couple of comments coming through on social media saying no audio or something like that. YouTube does tend to mute the speaker. Uh, so sometimes you've got to turn the uh, the speaker up on the actual YouTube page itself, not on your computer, or it might be X'd across the uh, speaker showing that it's been muted. Sometimes it's just a default setting that's on the actual YouTube page itself, and it'll do it not just with the racing replays, not with, you know, just on the bit, but it'll do it like if you're going to go and watch a uh, cold chisel video or, you know, an Elvis or whatever. Uh, it may just come up as uh, defaulting to a mute situation, so you will find that they're there. Uh, It's just a matter of uh, having a little tinker around before jumping on the keyboard and having a few comments around here, there and
0: everywhere. (laughs) We need to look back at the weekend as well at Julia Creek and Morumbah. Yeah, Julia Creek, well, I mentioned at the top of the show, Tanya Parry sealed the uh, trainers' premiership for the year because she walked away with four winners and two Quinellas, and it was almost going to be a case. It would appear that um, she would uh, have the program. Denise Ballard was able to stop that roll-on that we'll uh, we'll hear, but uh, Tanya opened the program with one of those Quinellas, with Love's Best Hope, and as another Love Conquers All, a five-year-old mare being in the money its last two, but it's his first win from 34, and great to see Terry Hill riding three of those winners for Tanya. The Quinella result came with Crazy Suspect into second and Tourasami into third. I'll concentrate firstly on Tanya's results there because in the open handicap, the Teddy Parry open handicap over the 1,100 metres, one of her stable favourites in Wicked Wiki, the Wicked-style eight-year-old gelding two from four at this track, He'd been second at Mount Isa, his last uh, runs. He defeated an informed Caddo and Mr. Tyndall. No good quality gallopers up there. And Wicked Wicky getting up by just over a quarter of a length of Terry Hill and Tanya Parry. And uh, they continued in the next race with becur at Big Odds, $21 over Miss Siz and Cash Bundle. This poet's voice been unplaced at its last four. But uh, that gave Tanya three of the uh, first four races and then she combined with Timmy Brummel with Rich Princess, the all-too-hard mare that won at McKinley three starts back and brought up win number four of 23, defeating Far Far and Almighty Gold. So it was left to Denise Ballard Um, to combine with Dan and get up with a Wicked Style six-year-old. So Wicked Style had a double on the day with Wicked Wiki, and we'll beat it. This is two from two for the stable. It came across from the Jim Jackson stable and got up and defeated uh, the ex-Johnny Mansman horse, Rockethead, that had been been racing around Mackay area. Uh, Timmy Brummel and Tanya Parry into second place there and static lift for Tanya Parry into third place. So on the... um, On the home track there, uh, Tanya Parry, and in fact it was Tanya Parry and I'm pretty sure Kerry Crow, they uh, dominated the number of runners on the day, but what a result for Tanya. Four winners, um, two Quinella results on the program as well, and they were Rich Princess and Far Far in the first one, Love's Best Hope and Crazy Suspect. You can't do much better than that except train the program and I don't think that's too far away with the numbers that Tanya has but congratulations Tanya and of course that seals up the trainers premiership for uh, this this uh, racing year and terry hill great to see him get those three winners up there as well
2: i was doing a little uh, stats add up there 15 runners for four wins and five placings and there were five scratchings on the day as well so tanya was basically emptying the stable out to uh, bolster up the numbers there at julia creek and yes those four wins have got it to that 49 and a half and a half uh wins for the season so far which is more fun to
0: say than 50 but i think that's a a wonderful achievement in itself I think next week we'll be adding the 50 plus half and a half uh, again because there'll be more around the corner. And it was great to hear uh, with those replays, uh, Scotty Power's calling because of uh, Russell Leonard, who normally goes out to Mirambar at the big day at Mackay. But Scotty Power it was great to hear the quality of the sound and uh, vision coming through there at Mirumbah, uh with the uh, the uh, replays you could get. And uh, James Baker, now the comeback jockey, uh, rode the first two uh, winners. Uh, Jeff Roy for Dale White, the Squamosa three-year-old gelding. Two wins from eight starts. Got up over... There's that combination. Billy Johnson and Olivia Kendall moving up from Longreach on Saturday to Mirumba on Sunday. And that was Kiretsu in second and Monster of Power into third place. Uh, And then Shannon Richards, uh, trainer and Mackay combined with James Baker to get Bromez, the big brown five-year-old up in the benchmark 60, defeating Chin Chin Villa for Billy Johnson and Olivia Candle. So they struck with two seconds in a row there and Sir Van Dyke into third place. Olivia Cairns, uh, the three-year-old filly by Zebedee called Zeblin uh, had its third win out of 18 starts when Scott Sheargold got it home over Cassavans in quite an exciting finish with get out of my nay into third place. And uh, here's a first up win. I think this one might have been a little bit predicted by the odds of it. Hand Dynasty, two-year-old gelding up against the older horses in the uh, maiden plate by Raphael's Cat had its first start for its first win. One from one for Hand Dynasty, Billy Johnson and Olivia Kendall, the combination getting up there over Marata and getting up convincingly by two and a quarter lengths with uh, Shirashi into third. And in the open handicap, this settled down into a good race at the finish with Marino too strong for Raiden and Best Guest into third. Now, Marino is two from two at the track and uh, has been placed at Mackayatt's last uh, two runs, so it's really strong provincial form, but it had been competing at the country, the non-TAB country meetings prior to that, and it seems to be back in good form for Wayne Pomfret and Alicia Donnell in this case, the four-kilogram claiming apprentice, bringing the weight down to 59.5, and, and I think it may have been one of the telling factors over Raiden that carried 63.5, but an exciting finish with best guess into third place, uh, Tony. But uh, that wasn't all that we had on the, uh, the weekend because there was another cup that came up and it came up in the Lindsay Australia Bundaberg Gold Cup Open Handicap um, at the weekend at Bundaberg.
1: The field thunder down the side, 500 meters to run, and it's wrecking ball. Wrecking ball out by a long neck. Elusive element is right there in second. Ten to Barter's third. He's trying hard. Then Maratta, Mr. Ticket spots the leaders about five. He's working into the race, and further back in the field is Richard and Manila, uh, Manila Miss into the straight. Wrecking ball. Wrecking ball goes for home. 250 meters to run. Mr. Tickets is right there with a big run on the outside, and then Marada in front is wrecking ball. Mr. Tickets is getting there. Mr. Tickets after Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball digs in and Wrecking Ball wins the Bundaberg Gold Cup. Wrecking Ball. A length and a half. Mr. Tickets second. Maybe Morata third. Uh, in front of a element, then 10 Tabatas.
2: Rob, it was uh, the first leg of the 2021 Racing Queensland Star of the Sand Cup Series. Uh, we started at Bundaberg on the weekend. We head to Gladstone on the 14th of August and the third leg will be the Gympie Muster Cup coming up on August 21 and as we heard there with Jared Whistle's Call wrecking ball winning by
0: a length and a half for Rebecca Wilson and Daryl Gardner and we welcome Jared back to uh, Bushbeat this morning after the trials there today in Brisbane uh, congratulations on a fantastic call Jared and uh, you've got another one that likes the track there for Daryl Gardner and wrecking ball I think it's three from three at the track but an exciting finish to the Bundaberg Gold Cup on the weekend he
1: certainly does love the fan Rob good morning to you and good morning Tony uh, this is a really tough win I know they just missed a couple of runs with him wrecking ball leading into this race. He maybe wasn't quite as fit as what Darrell Garner was hoping uh, to have him going into this race, uh, especially considering that 1380 maybe just be on the the out, uh, outer limits of his distance range. But he was tough that last uh, last couple of hundred meters. It looked like. Uh, Mr Tickets might have or was going to run past him probably 150 metres out but maybe just a couple of things the the weight pull, wrecking ball only had 53 after the claim Mr Tickets uh, obviously been the top weight was lumping the 61.5 and, and he just had a little bit of a tough run too Mr Tickets, he was caught wide for the majority of the race so that was a very admirable performance from him to run second and likewise Morata in 30 so a, a very consistent horse uh, he's only missed a place once in Bundaberg and there's another cup placing for him uh, as well Morata but all honours record Wrecking ball, much too good in the run
0: of the post. And with that background, that adds more credit to the win. I'm sure Daryl's got more uh, sand track uh, races picked out for wrecking ball. And great to see Rebecca Wilson continuing winning form. But, Jared, as with uh, Longreach on the weekend, Bundaberg featured the fact that the, the ladies rode the program, and uh, two of them came with uh, trainer Laura Cronin and jockey Hannah Phillips getting a double on the day. Yes, they can combine the with
1: a race-to-race double, firstly with... Uh, Investible who took out the Class B. This is a really good performance from Investible. Uh, Was able to lead virtually all of the way and never really gave anything else uh, a look in. That's uh, just his second win in 32 starts, but also noting it's only his second run uh, in Bundaberg, so uh, I think his other other run was in a benchmark 55, so uh, written up on the speed and and was much too quick for them. Foxy Rose ran well in second, and likewise Toy Witty in third, and Gambit just loves this Bundaberg circuit. Uh, He always uh, performs his best on his home track. Uh, he's now had the uh, eight starts in Bundaberg, I think, for four wins and, and three minor placings. So uh, he just keeps racing well in Bundaberg. He had the 61 kilos to carry, but he was too strong from the front again. Uh, the time was really good there as well, One twelve twenty nine And uh, all honours uh, to Gambit, who took out uh, the benchmark 60.
0: Yeah, we mentioned how... The uh, lady jockeys rode the program, or the trainers almost uh, trained the program with uh, three of the five winners, but Daryl Gardner with the double, and uh, here's another one for the team, uh, this time with Miss Isabella Tay, who claims three ki- uh, three kilos now. Daryl's got another one that's uh, two from two at the track in a Monashie Mountain five-year-old called Mountain Courage, taking the lightning uh, open handicap over 850
1: he was ultra-impressive again, Mountain Courage. Bundaberg trainers really uh, dominating this meeting. Um, obviously, Daryl took out the two features, winning with Mountain Courage and Ranking Ball and, and uh, Laura with that race-to-race double with Investable and Gambit. He's not the best out of the gates, Mountain Courage, but, gee, he must speed quickly. Uh, both of his Bundaberg wins have, uh, have been very impressive. Uh, he won over the 1,090 at our TAB meeting, our show holiday uh, meeting back in late May. Uh, he was able to hold off hard stride on that occasion and just too fast for them again. Once he, he mustered speed, uh, he got to the outside of Bootshaker, probably 500 metres out, and he just screwed that margin once he took over. And He's a, a very, very good sand tracker. Uh, I think he's only had a... a only a few starts on the sand. He's unbeaten in Bundaberg. Uh, I think he's had four runs in Gympie now for three wins. And uh, the other uh, race, he was an odds-on favourite and unfortunately dubbed the rider just coming out of the gate. So he really, really loves these sand tracks, uh, does mountain courage. And uh, it's certainly not going to be the last win uh, we see from him uh, in these uh, these sand tracks in the bush.
0: Yeah, obviously a convincing win, and we all know the speed boot shaker has, and he's getting long in the tooth. I think he's nearly 11-year-old now, but he's back for Raymond Williams and a good second there. But uh, Kim Afford, uh, the other lady trainer on the day to get the winner with a yes, no, maybe so. What a good name for a racehorse by Love Conquers All, another winner for that stallion. And Shannon Steffen taking that mount and making it the complete sweep for the day for the, uh, the female jockeys at Bundaberg.
1: Yeah, yes, no, maybe so, able to knock off the two favourites. Dawning Princess, the early leader in this race, she stayed uh, down to the inside, which was uh, just probably the he- little little bit heavier part of the sand and just knocked up late Dawning Princess. Uh, Baccio uh was the other favourite, uh, trained locally as well by Gary Clem, and uh, that pair really uh, paired off late, yes, no, maybe so, and Baccio Vincetto, but all credit to yes, no, maybe so, uh, was much too tough in the run to the post, holding that three-quarter length margin, and he breaks through at start six. That's his first run for Kim Afford uh, after previously being trained by uh, Matthew Smith, uh, I think it was. And, uh, again, I, I don't think that's going to be the last win So Yes, No, Maybe So. Uh, he'll probably find a, a real liking to these uh, country circuits.
0: That's a good tongue twister to start the day's race calling there, Jared. Yes, No, Maybe totally So, so. <laughs> and Vasio Vincento. <laughs> that really would get the, uh, the golden tonsils flowing quickly. I reckon it's inspired by playing indoor cricket. You know,
2: somebody yells out, will we go for a run? Yes, no, maybe so. And then sorry, because you've just run run the ball bloke out at the other end.
0: I was trying to link link something to Love Conquers All, but I couldn't uh, quite use the imagination. I I couldn't get
2: there either. By love (laughs) Conquers All out of Princess Sparkle. I just figured, well, what are we going to call this? This? No. This? No. Oh, maybe so.
0: It's probably a conversation (laughs) like that. It'll, it'll gain a cult following, Jared. I think this one as it progresses around the tracks down that area. And where, where do you head to next? I know you're busy calling trots and greyhounds and everything, but I'm sure you've got a couple of uh, country race meetings coming up.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to our next meeting in Bundaberg. Quick turnaround for us, uh, first weekend of September, uh, 4th of September is our next meeting in uh, in Bundaboo. Good to see a, a big crowd back at the races as well uh, locally. Um uh, I, think the, I think they said it was our biggest crowd in, in Bundaberg, the club, since, uh, since obviously COVID uh, hit early last year. So uh, great to see the, the local people back out supporting uh, these community events. And uh, we look forward to uh, another big Bundy Cup uh, this time next year.
0: Great to have you on Bushbeat as always. Fantastic report, Jared. Uh, good morning to you. And uh, we'll look forward to your uh, next Bundaberg uh, Race Club report on Bushbeat.
1: Thanks, Rob and Tony. Talk soon.
2: Good on you, Jared. Thank you for that. And that was one thing I know, Rob, we've said this a few times over the uh, the recent times. It's wonderful to see some of the vision streaming through from some of the other uh, country race clubs on the weekend and seeing the crowds lining the fence, and that was the case at Ingham. I was having a look at that this morning, uh, the uh, the Ingham Gold Cup program, and Bundaberg was the same. Jared was telling me that they might have been a bit disappointed they couldn't get Bjorn Baker up for the Calcutta, but at the same time, they still managed to have a, a great weekend and uh, great to see the crowds getting back out of the racetracks.
0: Yeah, it shows off these community venues, these country tracks, Tony, a work in progress, but uh, more and more so we're seeing it each week, and uh, and great to be able to get the quality of those calls coming through and being able to uh, to use them this morning on uh, Bushbeat, and we'll continue to look forward to doing that in future weeks, Tony.
2: We've got a big week coming up, as I've said, uh, following on from the Gatton, Cans and Townsville TAB meetings on uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday respectively, Saturday's racing at Caulfield for Cup Day, middlemount for Cup Day, great, great Western Sprint Day at Tambo, one- uh, Racing for the uh, rescheduled South Burnett Race Club program and Gundawindi Racing as well. I want to give mention as well, there's a meeting coming up on uh, Saturday, August 7 that was to be uh, conducted by the Pern Turf Club. Kebble Park has recently been undergoing an irrigation upgrade, the track not recovering sufficiently, leaving that track unsuitable for racing. So Racing Queensland have jumped in very early and let everyone know that that meeting on Saturday, August 7 has now been rescheduled to be conducted by the Thangool Race Club at Ford Park. Uh, There's going to be some minor changes to distances on the program there, and details available on the Racing Queensland website for that one. Yipern Saturday August seven now to be held at Thangool.
0: And I uh, head off to a Caulfield Cup this Saturday, Tony, the real Caulfield, T-O-R-F-I-E-L-D, uh, northwest of Winton there. And I'm pretty sure Max Tanks from Greater Western uh, Queensland Racing is going to be there with some coverage as well. But, Tony, the number of visitors you get there, you'll see them when they pull up at the gate going in. They just stop. They've got to get the photo because the sign says, welcome to the real Caulfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's quite unique in the Outback to see that. And uh, it's very easy to uh, put in a line that you've uh, called the Caulfield Cup until you tell the full story. But uh, we'll be back next week on Bushbeat with the stories that come through. Just email me at BarkersNews at OptusNet.com.au and uh, looking forward to uh, returning next week to cover all those great meetings. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thanks to Rob and Jared Wessel, for joining us on Bushbeat, our
2: podcast. It will be available on a Wooshka platform later on today, folks. If you missed any of the show, the link will also go up uh, at uh, on the Bit Racing Australia Facebook page. And we will join you back for a wrap-up of this weekend's Country Action next week here on Bushbeat on Radio Tab.